today on CityCast Salt Lake. They're coming for our voting rights, friends. This time in the form of a ballot initiative deceptively named Secure Vote Utah. Rebecca Chavez-Hauk and Shireen Gorbani are here, and together we are determined to make some sense of it. It's Thursday, February 10th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Former Representative Rebecca Chavez-Hauk, former County Council member Shireen Gorbani, welcome to CityCast Salt Lake. Thanks for being here. Thank you for inviting us. Happy to join. So we're gathered here today because there is, I believe, a pretty concerted effort to roll back some of our voting rights here in Utah. And I wonder, Shireen, can you just give us the quick and dirty on this Secure Vote Utah ballot initiative, what it aims to accomplish? Yeah. So really the top level thing that people need to understand is that this is an effort to undermine and reduce access to voting. We have incredibly good laws here in place. Um, Rebecca has been a champion for those for many years. Hard work for a a decade got us to a place where we have some of the best voting um, access in the nation. And right now, this ballot initiative is in effort to undermine that, to make it harder to vote, to reduce mail, actually eliminate mail-in voting unless you're a person with disabilities, and really restrict the absolutely foundational piece of our democracy, which is being able to cast that ballot. Mm -hmm. There are two particular items in the initiative that I think are really interesting, aside from the ones you mentioned. One is it limits forms of ID to a driver's license or a concealed carry permit, which just feels kind of on the nose for me. And then second is it would make voter registration drives a class A misdemeanor. So this isn't just like rolling back the right to vote, but like access to voter registration on the whole. Um, Rebecca, in your time at the legislature, you did so much work around voting rights, which is the particular reason that I wanted to have you on this show. How does it, I mean, just since then, what's changed? Like, how did we get here? My initial foray into this was participating in then Governor Huntsman's a commission on strengthening Utah's democracy, which he convened in 2009. And at that time, uh, the state was really struggling with voter participation. You had, um, you know, somewhere around the 50 percentile, 54% or so of Utah eligible voters that were participating in elections. Governor Huntsman felt very strongly about what's happening, what's causing this downturn in voter participation. So the commission was convened to look at the reasons why voters are not participating. And in the most part, it was because it was either so many roadblocks have been put into place to allow people to vote, various things, whether it's ID, um, the location of precincts, all of these different things, um, you know, when they had to register by a certain time, all of those things that we had in place at that point. Um, and, And people really feeling that their vote didn't count, even if they did have the right to vote. So we passed a number of resolutions and then in subsequent years, you saw those things move forward. Vote, uh, vote by mail, which was actually championed by a Republican legislator. And of course, the election day, uh, election day voter registration pilot, which then made, was made permanent. We had all of these wonderful ways that people could vote and that we were taking down barriers, not putting up barriers to citizens franchise. Back, as I mentioned in, uh, 2006, where you had voter participation at 44%. And then in 2020, we were at 90%. Wow. Vote by mail was one of the most important things that we could have done uh, back in 2013 when we did that to allow individuals to vote by mail that really did make such an imprint 
on people's ability to, to cast a ballot, the flexibility, the accessibility, then election day voter registration. Um, and people across the political spectrum, you often find Republicans in particular poo-pooing election day voter registration. But guess what? Republicans register on election day too. Um, so it's, it is just opening the doors to voters. And I see this, um, this effort, which is happening nationally, just not on the local front, as one in the same of deciding who gets to vote. Mm-hmm. Well, and the Salt Lake Tribune reported that 90 percent of the 2018 election was conducted by mail. And so this ballot initiative would roll back that opportunity. And it would also repeal ranked choice voting in municipal elections, which you brought up here as being an initiative. Shereen, why are the folks behind this initiative afraid of all of these things? Because it's why do they want to do away with them? It's got to be fear, right? Okay, bluntly, it is fear. Um, This is tied to the big lie that is being pushed by uh, Trump. And then also we're seeing this across many, um, as Rebecca mentioned, we're seeing this across legislatures across this entire nation. Over the last year, over 250 different bills have been introduced in all these different state houses to restrict access to voting based on a lie. And part of this that I think is just so disheartening is that if we really got serious about this, I mean, there are many elections that come down to a very small percentage. I lost my most recent election by less than a quarter of a percent in a, in a county where over 600,000 people voted. So these are elections that are coming down to the absolute wire. There is no guarantee that it's going to make a more conservative individual or a Republican into these seats. We have many races that have been won or lost by less than 100 votes. So it's important for people to understand that your county clerk is absolutely a critical uh, individual in this whole system. You need to understand that the people who certify the vote, like I did when I sat on the county council, that those are going to be people that uphold democracy. And you also need to understand that underneath this, there's kind of this um, hidden message about exactly, as Rebecca mentioned, who gets to vote and why it's easy for some people to vote and not for others. Let's take just for example, the ID being uh, required in this um, secure the ballot initiative that that's being talked about right now here in Utah, if you need a driver's license or a concealed permit, there are many individuals, let's say individuals with disabilities who do not drive that may not have those items. So they're going to be held out of the voting system for those reasons. It's absolutely ludicrous. The other really critical point here is this is incredibly expensive. What they're talking about doing would cost local governments a one-time cost of 36 $0.8 million, and then ongoing costs of $19.2 million every year after that. So it's more expensive, it's restricting access, and ultimately what it is based on is a lie. Should we be worried about this actually making the ballot, Rebecca? Is this like more about it being an organizing strategy? In many cases, both, because it helps drive the narrative and it helps reinforce the messaging that there's something wrong with the way we do elections, just like Shireen mentioned. You know, that's the messaging they're trying to put forward is you cannot trust your government and you cannot trust your elections officials to do things correctly, which is far, as far from the truth as, as could be. So what do we do about it? I mean, like, where do we go from here? Yeah, I think what we do is we lift up the truth. Like, we, like is, is important that, you know, have you appreciated being able to cast your ballot by mail? Do you want to go stand in line for, you know, two or three hours to wait to get your ballot 
cast, um, which which would you prefer? <laughs> I would prefer to do wine in the comfort of my home and pop it in the mail or to drop it in a ballot box at my convenience. Um, uh, you know, do you want our local government officials spending $36 million to go back to doing things the old way versus having vote by mail? Do you like the way things are in terms of ease of use of our voting process? And this this ballot initiative is going to take all of that away. Plus, it's going to cost us an arm and a leg. Utahns like to be able to vote by mail. Um, it doesn't yeah. feel like something that people are super amped up about. But when that's taken away, it's going to be very difficult to undo that. So people need to get loud now and contact their legislators now. Yeah. It does seem like this is being put forth by a very small but very vocal minority, and we need to be a very large and very vocal majority. Please don't sign that ballot initiative in addition to contacting your legislators and telling them to keep our elections processes as effective as they are presently alone. Mm. Leave them alone. Yeah. And I feel like I should say we wouldn't normally come out swinging this hard on a particular issue on the show, but this, this ballot initiative is bad, bad, bad. I mean, it's it's really frightening. Um, and so thank you both for being here and for sharing your expertise and your experiences. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Sally. One more thing before we go. The Secure Vote Utah ballot initiative we talked about still needs 137,000 more signatures before next Tuesday's deadline. So it's looking unlikely we will see this on the fall ballot. But just like Rebecca said, it has served as a rallying cry for rolling back voting rights in Utah. And just last week, one of the organizers was on Steve Bannon's podcast asking Bannon's Utah listeners to please sign the petition. And members of the legislature are listening. The chair of the House Rules Committee has introduced HB 313, Election Security Amendments. If passed, it would do a whole bunch of things. But here's the one that worries me most. It would require 24-hour election surveillance of drop boxes, which, because that's such an expensive demand, could limit the number of ballot drop boxes in the state, which means less voting. That's all for us today on CityCast Salt Lake. Valentine's Day is on the horizon. Do not call your ex. Call your state senator or call us. 801-203-0137. We want to know what's up in your neighborhood or what's on your mind when you drive down 7th. What's the best meal you recently had? And we'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Bye.